Welcome to Soul Lies, where the spiritual and the soul crosses paths. Stay tuned to learn ways to grow your spiritual understanding in order to reveal lies your soul believes. This podcast will help you learn the truth and propel you towards freedom in Christ Jesus. This is Jenny Fouts, licensed counselor in Louisiana at Christian Center Shreveport. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you are growing and you are learning some good strategies here of how to fight the spiritual world of depression and how to physically and emotionally enter into that place where all three parts of you are working in a way that brings unity, in a way that's going to glorify the Father. Because that is the whole goal here of me teaching and showing anything about this is so that you guys can learn how to fight it and learn how to walk in that place where you have the joy of the Lord, where that is your strength. Today, we've covered the brain and how the brain works, and today we're going to cover how generational bondage works with depression because maybe you have a generational line that comes through which is kind of funny that scientists have discovered that there is a big genetic factor so how does that work so we know that our brain right changes the way we think once we get into that depression so there's two parts to it that they are still you know kind of working out but they have discovered there is a genetic factor in depression if your grandmother if your mom um, maybe you had an aunt and it gets to skip over to you so we know there's a generational bloodline for depression because it has a tendency of running in families sometimes. So what the scientists have come up with is there is a gene called the 5-HTT. And if you happen to have um, a particular bent with this particular gene, you have a greater risk of depression. But only if there is a certain environment It says if you carried this gene, the study showed you were more likely to become depressed, but only if you had experienced a terrible stressful event or a great deal of childhood trauma. For most people who would have this bent of this gene, it it does not. Your chances of depression were just like the average societal people. So genes can increase your sensitivity, sometimes significantly, but they aren't in of themselves necessarily the cause. Their conclusion is depression and anxiety, the current evidence shows, are a little like that. The genetic factors that contribute to depression and anxiety are very real, but they also need a trigger in your environment or your psychology meaning your personality. Your genes can then supercharge those factors, but they can't create them alone. So there is a small genetic proportion to this. Now what the scientists leave out 
of course, is the spiritual aspect of what happens as demons get passed down from one generation to the next to the next. They're not going to leave unless they are made to leave. Why would they leave a nice, comfy place that they can make everyone feel depressed? Now, a lot of times when you look at people and they're fighting with depression, you they feel like, and they will describe like this heavy weight upon them, like this wet blanket or this yogurt, you know, depending on if you're talking to a Christian or non-Christian and how they explain, but it, it's often explained depression as like this weight. So God has given us a way out of this prison of generational bondage to depression just because your your grandmother or your your and your dad all were depressed and they showed you this is how you deal with life stress as you get depressed about it this is how you deal with life's um, unfairness this is how you deal with disappointment this is how you deal with stress is depression that's how you deal with it so you learn you have this propensity towards depression but it has to get geared off it has to have some sort of a point of contact in order for that place to have a foothold so demons will do everything they can to continue and create this foothold but god has told us we don't we don't have to have that foothold we don't have to live like that God says that he is the one that, right, breaks us out of prison, tears off the bondage. Let's just listen to what Psalm 61, 1 through 8 has to say. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall rise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers, meaning you're going to have little helpers along the way. But isn't that a beautiful picture of how God changes our generational bents, our iniquities in our family? Isn't it wonderful? I mean, he says that um, we're going to, rise up we're going to fix the ancient ruins those ancient ruins in our generation we're not mm -mm, we ain't doing that anymore we're going to fix and repair the cities and i think it's awesome in here just as this little side note that it says that we're going to be planted as 
oaks of righteousness, you know, the tall trees, right? Isn't that awesome just to think about that? And you think about Carolyn Leafs, you know, she's always talking about trees and he's going to repair those trees. He's going to put the new trees in our brain to be able to walk in a place of healing, in a place of restoration, because that's what all this is talking about. It's talking about restoration and restoration from the generational bents and curses that have followed us. If we will just step into that restoration, if we will just abide in that place. And isn't it wonderful that he's given us this way out? How could we be um, in despair when we read scriptures like that and begin to meditate on them and begin to picture them and focus us in them and become one with the word in that place you are going to rise up you are going to repair the ruined cities you are going to have the oil of gladness instead of mourning instead of weakness instead of despair you're going to have the strength that you need to be able to walk You don't have to stay just because this generational line of depression shows up in your family line. You cut it off, said, okay, no more. We're done here. Not going to do this anymore. And begin to repent for the generational lines. You know, as we've learned so much with Natasha, and if you haven't heard some of her teachings, get them there from our church. And talking about repentance and blessing and repenting for the generation line, how that got in there and how God is the healer of that place, how the, the blood of Jesus heals, the blood of Jesus changes and how you're going to stand upon this word and you're going to stand in that place where you're cutting it off from me forward. No more. I'm cutting it off and out of my generation line. No more is it going to work. No more is it going to take effect. And every demon that's connected to it has to flee and go. Because the power of the blood says go. The power of Christ. The power of the Son of the Most High God. My Savior says off limits from now on. Go away. Never stay here much longer. I'm just, I'm just gonna preach myself into, I don't know, someplace. But I want you guys to get to this understanding: you are not stuck with despair and depression. You are not stuck. Your friend is not stuck. Your cousin, your mom, your aunt is not stuck anymore with needing and having depression. You have answers of how to help them get out. So I pray that the Lord give you the courage to share with all those that need to hear. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Soul Lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.